Hi there, this is Alvin, and welcome to Kickstart Commerce Podcast, where we share search marketing and domain name investing strategies to help grow your business. In today's episode, I'll discuss the nine actions to effectively manage a profitable domain portfolio. Now, we all know um, anybody can get started with a domain um, portfolio. I mean, it's easy to go out and just start buying domains um, in pure excitement. Uh, in fact, most of us that have been in the domain investing um, industry sometime likely started on on a whim of, oh, hey, I think I can actually go out and, and, and register some domains and sell them or quick flip them, only to find out that that's not actually uh, the the truth. I mean, there are, there is a small percentage uh, that are able to you know turn more than two to three percent of a domain portfolio, um, and, and to make that domain portfolio be you know profitable. And so, with that, I want to share with you nine actions that I take um, on a monthly basis, if not at least once a year. Uh, that have helped me along the way to effectively manage a profitable domain portfolio. So kicking things off, number one, um, do not pass go without this one. Review and course correct your strategy for each domain name. I can't express to you how important it is not to be what's called the uh, proverbial ambulance chaser or the new circuit chaser to where you're chasing um, what's hot or the flavor of the month type of domain names. Uh, Typically, those domain names don't um, do well. And so I know, you know, folks uh, a couple of years ago that uh, at the time of this recording, anyway, they went out, registered many, many crypto names. And then within about an 18-month period, obviously blockchain, um, Bitcoin, uh, and crypto, you know, cryptocurrencies, they basically tanked. And so that left, you know, a lot of people with domains that were worthless, Um Folks who, you know, basically binged and tried to bet their house or bet their car or whatever on a domain um, being able to sell be just because it was hot at the moment. And so I can't express to you enough in terms of figuring out what your strategy is. Personally, my strategy is to at least be invested in a domain name for at least a least a minimum of five years. And so typically, if I register a domain name, I know that I'm going to give it at least that five-year minimum. Now, I would say what's easier about it is if you are going to hand register a domain or if you're buying domains from a third party or even um, auction platforms, is when you you know make that purchase, Go ahead and factor in paying that five-year period so you're not stuck with annual renewals and trying to figure out uh, if that is the best use of your funds. Also, by registering that long of a period, it really forces you to stop and go, am I buying something in, in the spur of the moment because it's hot or did I really diligently do my research and this is, you know, either like an evergreen type uh, name that, you know, it's timeless. Um, it's not, you know, it's not predicated upon a news cycle 
or it's not a technical, um, you know, fad or, or, or just any sort of fad in general. It is something that, you know, you you can be pretty confident in that whether it's today, whether it's three years, five years from now, then it's likely that you can still sell that domain name uh, for a profit. So, you know, be sure that you review and course correct uh, your strategy where needed. Focus on things that you know about and stay away from things that you don't know about. Um, I can't tell you the numerous stories of people going out and, you know, spending thousands of dollars on um, names just because someone else started selling those types of names. And, you know, one of the things is it's typically you're going to lose your shirt, house and home if you're trying to invest in something you don't understand Anyway, whether that's domains, whether it's real estate, it does not matter. If you don't understand it, then it's likely best that you either take the time to go educate yourself long term or you just don't invest in it. So, again, that's the first point of reference that I use is that I go in, I take that domain name and I go, what do I know about this domain name based on my strategy of do I believe that I can sell this domain name um, and is data pointing me in the direction that this domain name is a good domain name to keep and uh, not only keep, but to register it for five year period or five year intervals. So moving to action number two. Um, so once you've reviewed and you've course corrected your strategy where where needed, then you've got to figure out. Which domains are you going to drop? Which domains are you going to keep? More so likely the ones you need to concern yourself with are the drops. And so uh, one of the things I'm reminded about of deciding which domains to drop, you don't want to do this too early. I know one of the things early on in investing um, in domains, what I would do, I would go through on a monthly basis, look at the domains that were coming up and sometimes I would be wrapped up in emotion um, in, in terms of, you know, I, I may look at a domain name and because I've not had a sale, I'm kind of down on myself. And then I would just go, you know what? These names are probably not going to sell. I delete the names and then come to find out later down the road, these same domains that I deleted from my portfolio that were not set to expire until the, the latter part of the year have sold for a couple hundred, if not thousands of dollars. And you're talking about, you know, you think you're sick when you're deleting, but then you're really sick when you delete and find out that a domain that you once owned then went, you know, for anywhere between, you know, $500 to $2,000, you know, ouch, that really hurts. And so you, if you have a domain that you're thinking, and it's, let's say you're doing this review in January and the domain that you're thinking about letting go doesn't expire until November. Let it sit until November. You know, don't make that decision um, right then and there because you don't know how things may pan out or things may change. So in terms of deciding which domains to drop, that's one experience. But then there are four critical things in terms of this deciding which domains to drop. One question I, I the, one of the first questions I asked, one of four, is does the domain have parking revenues? Typically, if I park, um, I register most of my domains using GoDaddy. 
And if I park a domain, then basically use GoDaddy's cash parking service. And so if that domain can actually generate um, its value or it, the, the, if it can generate what it costs on an annual basis. So if it can generate for me nine dollars uh, worth of revenue, then that that covers its cost. If it generates even more than that, great. It's gravy. Um, and there have been a few domains that have done that, that have, you know, covered themselves as well as a few others, um, if not a handful of others. So determine whether or not you want to check, because the worst thing you want to do is delete a domain that's actually bringing you in, you know, parking revenue, even if it's only to cover that domain. Uh, question number two of the four is, does it have type in traffic? And so this means that for you to be able to figure this out, you likely need to have the domain set up either using some sort of marketplace, maybe fdefty.com, um, or you may want to use domain name sales, uh, unit registry. There are a number that are out there that could get you uh, the necessary data that you need to determine whether or not a given domain has type in traffic. Uh, type in traffic is critical. Why? Because it bypasses search engines. And so obviously, as we move away um, from, you know, searchers actually typing in requests, and as we move more towards voice search, it'll be interesting to see um Obviously, type in traffic is not what it used to be, but will it altogether go away? That's yet to be seen. Likely is the case it may, but we'll just have to watch and see how things play out. Nevertheless, that's something that you want to pay attention to when deciding which domains to drop. Uh, question number three uh, four is, is the domain a trademark infringement? In some cases, now me personally, if I run across a domain that I see an active trademark for, I just kind of let that domain go because personally, I just don't have time for any UDRP cases or any sort of litigation, period. Um, not that I don't have the money to do it. I do. But like I said, I, I try to limit and really focus my efforts um, in domain names that you know aren't going to, one, be trademark infringing, um, and, and, and two, you know, I look at it and go, man, you don't want to, you don't want to get into a legal battle only just to be drained, um, because bigger companies, that's what they'll do. I mean, they'll figure, they'll figure out a way, some way to, um, you know, make it to where they're going to end up with the domain and you're going to end up with a bill of some sort, uh, that's, you know, of an exponential value. So, if the domain is a trademark infringing domain, I just say delete it, remove it from your portfolio. Number four, the last question that I ask is, does the domain have inquiries? And if so, how many inquiries across a given time period? And so for me, like I said, I will invest in my names at least five years. That's more than enough time to at least get one um, domain inquiry. And so for me, if, you know, if your strategy was, hey, I want to invest in a domain in one year, then the hope would be that you would have domain inquiries. If you don't, you may want to consider that, hey, this is the domain that I want to drop. So, you know, to recap this number two of deciding which domains to drop, be sure to ask the question of whether or not it has parking revenue, type in traffic, 
whether or not the domain is a trademark infringing domain, and whether or not it has inquiries. Answering those four questions should give you a good view and lay of the land for whether or not you drop that given domain. So moving on to number three, which is consolidating domain renewal dates and pay or alternate between paying monthly or annual renewals. And so oftentimes the new beginners, uh, the, the noobs, the novices that are stepping into the domain industry are, you know, buying domains on a one year um a one-year renewal rate, and then, you know, lo and behold, it, it all works out when you're buying, you know, 10 to 15 domains a year. Great, that works out. But then what happens when you start getting into the hundreds of domains where you're having sometimes 25 domains in a given day to renew? And so uh, it's easy to get behind in terms of trying to pay renewals. And so I tell folks that, one of the one of the strategies that I've seen professionals use, uh, professional domain investors, is the strategy of alternative payments. So, let's say you have January that you'll just go ahead and pay for one year. When February rolls around, then you'll pay it for two years, and then when March rolls around, you pay it f- all the domains in that given month for uh, a one year renewal rate. And so there it creates. Um, a staggered approach to where you're not having just to come up with money month after month after month after month after month. Yeah, there are larger values, but at the same time, if you do it right, then it could actually pay off. Or in some cases, if you can't, you know, pay off um, entire months, you know, on a on an annual or you know, every two year period where you're alternating those months, then what you may just want to say is, I just want to get 30 days ahead. I recommend that you likely get six months ahead or even at minimum three months ahead. But the main thing is consolidating your dates and and making sure that you can actually pay for, um, you know, these renewals. And the other thing is if you do get uh, a big sale, and so like, for instance, for me, my goal is to sell 10 domains um, a year with at least a minimum of three domains sold uh, at an average of anywhere between $2,700 to $3,200 per domain. And so when those sales happen, then I typically go ahead and pay off all of the um, domains in my portfolio for at least a year based on um, what that, what that sale amount is, as well as to account for taxes. So be sure that you consolidate your renewal dates. That'll make it a lot easier. And then figure out whether you want to pay monthly or alternatively, you know, switch months out. So January, you might want to pay for a year, February, you pay for two years, um, in advance, and then just kind of keep switching those out that way that, uh, one, that'll help you to protect your portfolio, um, should something arise and you don't necessarily have the funds uh, to go from a month-to-month basis. So moving right along to um, action number four, it's list non-renewing domains in auction. And so one of the things is once I typically, let's say I get to the five-year period and I've not had anything, then what I do is I basically say, hey, I'm going to take this domain and I'm going to renew it one more year 
But after I renew it for that year, then I listed in um, in an auction. And then basically, so that sixth year, it'll remain in auction, like dirt cheap pricing. So if a domain, if I listed it something like 1800 then I may list it for, you know, $300, $400. And then I basically remove auto renew and let it just sit there for that year. And if I sell it, great. If I don't, oh, well, you know, at least I tried. And, and I can't tell you the number of times of, you know, deleting a domain or not renewing it only to find that someone bought it and then they were able to flip it uh, for a considerable amount. So, Definitely take that action um, to heart in terms of listing non-renewing domains and auction before you completely delete them. Number five, uh, especially in this day of GDPR, verify your who is information is current and correct. And so if not, you can, I can, will and can uh, use all authority to uh, basically, um, you know, not necessarily cancel the domain, but, you know, you could lose a domain. So if you're using it for a website and that information isn't current and they have a uh, suspicion to believe that um, it should be or that it's using fictitious information, you know, they can basically reach out to that domain registrar and demand that all services connected to that domain be discontinued. So it's in your best interest to verify who is information is current. In addition um, to who is information being current, the, the other side of that is you want your information current because if, especially if you're stateside, so U.S. based, then people are still using who is lookups and if your information is not correct and they want to buy it, then, you know, you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot. Um, whereas if you're outside of the U.S., you know, with GDPR, that's that kind of changed the whole ball game um, to where it's just it'll just be a challenge to try to find that owner. Um, if it, if the domain, in fact, doesn't resolve to a page with contact information on it or you're just unable to verify the who is information for the domain owner. So do yourself a favor, verify your information, make sure it's correct um, and accurate and make sure that it is current. Number six, we're going to make sure that we verify payment methods are current and not expired. This is likely one of the biggest reasons many people often lose their uh, domain names is just because they will have forgotten um, about a credit card that they didn't update and then they didn't enable notifications on the account. So they were not notified that a their payment method had expired. And this is how people lose domain names. And so not only do businesses and personal brands lose domain names, but even domain investors. I mean, you can search dnform.com, namepros.com. There are so there are countless stories of folks not keeping payment methods up to date. And not only that, it, there are many stories of people only having one payment method. And so I tell people, I'm like, man, you really want two or three payment methods. I technically prefer folks to have at least like a PayPal account maybe a bank account or a um, 
if you don't have a credit card, maybe use a debit card. And in some cases, use two cards that are associated to that account so that you have many methods um, in the event that something should happen that you forget and uh, a, a card expires or lapses. You know, you don't want to lose, you know, your investment all because you didn't take the necessary precautions, um, you know, to avoid payment methods not being updated. So verify that your payment methods are current and not expired or due to expire. So number seven on the list is verify name servers are valid and resolving. This is another one that gets me often throughout the year that if I'm not you know, being mindful to always check on the expired domains that I buy once they're transferred to my account. Oftentimes, what I find is that um, they're transferred to my account, but then the name servers may not be updated and they're not resolving. Um, they'll be listed as, hey, this domain is um, parked. And so it should be making parking revenue, but it's not because for whatever reason, when it got transferred, you know, name servers didn't get updated, nor did, um, nor is it resolving. And it's typically resolving to like a GoDaddy park page, which doesn't have links on it, like the cash parking pages. So I recommend going through each of your domains and figuring out. And so for me, I go through all of my domains, especially I think I went through um, I didn't do it for like a six month period and come back and I found man, at least almost 100 to 120 domains within my portfolio that should have been resolving to cash park pages or uh, interested or inquiry uh, forms. And they were not I'm talking about time missed and wasted. And so go in, make sure those name servers are updated. If it's supposed to be parked, you need to make sure it parked. Enter that domain into a web browser and make sure that it does resolve. And if it's not, and if it's supposed to be forwarding, make sure it's forwarding. Just because it says that it is set to forward doesn't actually mean that it will. So you need to go through and check these items. Um, you know, you need to peruse uh, your domain names, you know, with a fine tooth, fine tooth comb there. So verify that name servers are valid and resolving. Number eight on the list for those of us that are domain investors and we do development of our domains, you want to make sure that you retire websites or domains that are no longer used. So oftentimes you'll start a development project, you're into it, life happens, you get away from it, and then you're left with an outdated site, uh, especially if it's WordPress. And so if you now most web hosts will automatically update WordPress, but there have been instances to where I've just had, you know, at least anywhere from, I'd say, 180 to 200 websites that are out there. Uh, some of them not my own, but some of them are customers. Um, but even within my own stuff, like I've had sites that have just been sitting there and that's a security threat. You know, if you're not updating plugins, if you're not updating themes, if you're not updating the core code of WordPress or whatever content management system you're using, then you're opening yourself up, um, to either having a domain or website hijacked from you, 
um, just because, like I said, I mean, you aren't keeping it up to date. And so it poses a security threat. So that being said, make sure that you retire the websites associated with domains as well as remove domains from hosting packages that you, you know, that you know that you're likely not going to use. Um, that's the other, the other side of the, the coin is sometimes I'll buy, um, GoDaddy expired domains. I'll go to actually host the domain. And because the previous owner hosted with GoDaddy and had that domain associated, it let it expire. It was not removed from that person's hosting account. Then I am not able to add it. And then I have to call in to GoDaddy, um, you know, go through and traverse the whole technical support call and path to ensure that, hey, this domain gets added to web hosting. Not the experience I want, um, but at the same time, you know, you you also look at it and go, you just don't want domains just sitting out there that you no longer own or think that you own. So do what's right. And if you're no longer going to use it, at least remove it from services within your account. So last but not least, one of the uh, the last action that I take to help effectively manage a profitable domain portfolio is list and remove domain marketplace listings. And so one of the things is, you know, if you want to be able to sell uh, one of the top uh, marketplaces out there, I would say GoDaddy it definitely offers you more of a vantage point, uh, more of a wider network. But in terms of usability, I think FD definitely hands down beats GoDaddy in terms of their user interface and what they provide you with and how just easy they make it to purchase domains. And so between those two, GoDaddy, FD, and there are some others that are out there um, after Nick, Cedu, um, and the list goes on. You can actually search kickstartcommerce.com for a list of domain marketplace listings. Nevertheless, use these listings to your advantage. Um, because when folks, uh, if you set buy it now prices or even negotiate, um, you know, make offer prices on your domains and you, especially if you're using like a GoDaddy, that gets it in front of people, especially if it has a buy now. If it has a buy now, most people will click on that domain, especially because they want it. They see that it's available. It has a price. They don't have to negotiate with anybody. They can just simply go to their account, put in their credit card information, buy the domain, and they've not wasted any time or had the hassle of negotiating. Um, and so... I recommend that in terms of listing your domains if you want, you know, quick flips. Now, obviously, you may not get the five-figure, six-figure, seven-figure values. Those typically come through negotiation. But you can, you know, get a good four-figure uh, value for a domain that you just put on one of those marketplaces listed with the buy it now. And, you know, hey, buyer comes along, clicks it, and fills out the form, submits their payment. That's that. You know, it's moved from your account. Now, I will say that using some of those services will cost you a commission. That's where FD, you know, has other uh, marketplaces be. You know, they're not charging that high that high commission. So I think GoDaddy charges like 20%, something like that, um, at minimum. And so, 
that, you know, that can definitely eat into your profits. But nevertheless, list and, and, and list the domains in the marketplace, uh, domain marketplace listings, so that that'll increase your, your chance and opportunity um, to have a profitable for- portfolio. In the opposite of that, make sure that if you're allowing, if you're listing these domains in a domain marketplace, then what you want to ensure is that you're also going back to remove domains that um, have that you didn't renew or that you deleted. And so I can't tell you the number of times that folks list domains and then all of a sudden they get an email that, hey, this domain sold and then they come to find out they don't even own it. And talk about, man, that's sick because you get to see the email, you get to see the value that the domain sold for, and there it is, you didn't own it. So nevertheless, remove those domain names um, from your account and from the domain marketplace listings. Because uh, the other side of that is, if you were the one to buy a domain that was deleted and someone didn't remove it from the marketplace, then once again, that's creating a barrier of entry for someone else to be able to add their name to that marketplace. And they'll have to jump through many hoops just to verify that they are the domain owner. And so as a quick recap of the nine steps or nine actions to effectively manage a profitable domain portfolio, number one, review and course correct your strategy for each domain. Number two, decide which domains to drop based on parking revenue, type in traffic, uh, whether or not it has inquiries or whether or not it's a trademark infringing domain. Number three, consolidate domain renewal dates and think about paying or having an alternate alternative uh, monthly or annual renewal payment plan. Number four is listing non-renewing domains in auction for at least one year after you've just kind of said, I'm throwing in the towel. Number five is verify that your who is information is current, accurate, and up to date. Number six, verify payment methods are current and not expired and ensure that you have multiple payment methods enabled on your account. Number seven, verify name servers are valid and the domains are resolving whether it's parked revenue, whether it's supposed to be forwarded, whether it's actually supposed to resolve to a domain marketplace or a website. Number seven uh, is verify name servers are valid. I just said that. So number eight, retire websites or domains that are no longer used. And so, you know, keep keep the security threats down from having a a website or even a domain hijacked um, just because, you know, you're not using that website anymore or that domain any longer. And last but not least, be sure that you list domain marketplace listings for your domains to help increase the chance of someone doing a buy it now, as well as be sure to remove those domains uh, from listing from marketplace listings, either once they've been sold or once you decided that you are no longer going to renew that domain. And with that, we are out of time. So thank you listeners for tuning in to kickstart commerce, where we share search marketing and domain name strategies to help grow your business. Please subscribe to this podcast via iTunes, Google play, Stitcher, or Podbean. 
And last but not least, please visit kickstartcommerce.com to subscribe to the weekly newsletter, sharing tips and tricks about the disciplines of digital strategy. Thanks, and that's all for now.